Here in Minnesota, where I live, we are always looking for amusing things to do inside to stay warm and cozy when it gets freezing cold outside. For this wintry season, you and I are going to heat things up with a winter replay of my most playful, inspiring, and popular episodes from the past four seasons of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast. I'm also including new intros in every episode so that we can stay connected until my deliciously tempting season five starts. So slip into something snugly warm and grab a hot and steamy drink. It's time to indulge in all of the winter replayfulness on Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast. It is officially the new year. How are you? Did you have such a fun New Year's Eve? I enjoyed my time in Iowa. I did. I did. It was fun. It was relaxing. We did a little vision boarding and a lot of, uh, you know, reading and just great conversation. I loved it. So I hope you had a lovely New Year's. And and I did a little bit of dreaming about the fun that we're going to have together this year. And I'm excited to share more throughout these intros during my winter replays with you. But I have a burning question and it is this. What is something new that you want to bring in this year in 2024? What are the new things that you are going to be bringing in? I want to bring in even more boldness Uh, even more curiosity and even more openness. I really want to be open to all the good things coming my way this year. And for sure, I want to bring in more joy and playfulness and sweetness with my kids, with my family. Definitely want more adventures with friends, with you, with myself. So all those new things. Okay, so think about your new things that you want to bring in. And now what are some old patterns or beliefs that you just like? You're done. Leave it behind. Stay in 2023, please. For me, I am leaving behind self-doubt and those parts of me that want to play it safe. Yeah, I I know saying that you're probably like, what? You play it safe? What do you mean? No, I definitely have parts of me that play it safe. I, I like to, I like this thing called control. And I know I do. And so I can play it safe sometimes because then I feel like I'm in more control, but I miss out. I miss out when I play it safe. So leaving that behind in 2023, because this year I am going for it. My sexy chickadee divorced pal. I am going for all the bold, delicious, spicy things. I'm excited. So yes, because the new year and all that goes with the new year, I've been thinking a lot about the old and the new, which makes it the perfect time to replay this episode from season one. And this was like my second episode ever of the podcast. This is like vintage Sadie's Divorce and Happy podcast episode today. I was super green. I did not have my voice yet as a podcaster. I was still figuring it all out, but I like this topic, you know, something old, something new. So in today's winter replay, my guest, Jelani, he was a divorced dad pal of mine at the time. He's from Chicago. I haven't talked to him in a long time. I hope he's doing well. I hope he's thriving. But he and I chat about the things from our married lives that we want wanted to keep now in our act two and the things, the new things that we want to cr- wanted to create with our kids, with ourselves. And so I just, I love this conversation. And even though this episode is, oh my gosh, it's three years old. I can't believe it. It's three years old. Even though it's that old, I still continue to have some old traditions 
from married life. Like my co-parent and I, we still celebrate our kids' birthdays together, which I really love. And we do all the kids' parties together, which I really love because those can be a lot, as you know. So I'm really happy about that. And I also continue to do some of the new rituals that I talk about in this episode. Like, for example, my kids and I, we do this thing called family time, where after dinner, we do something together, like we play a game. We're very old school. We love card games, board games, charades. We do a charades from time to time, just anything that's not a screen. So I love that new tradition. And I love, of course, all of the new adventures and connections that I've made since my divorce, specifically time with you. Sadie's Divorced and Happy podcast. It's been one of the best new things since my divorce. This community that we have on social. If you're not on social yet, definitely join in the fun at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. We especially have some good times on the gram, on Instagram. And speaking of good times, the Divorced and Happy pajama party that's happening here in my hometown of Minneapolis is next month. I can't believe it. On February 10th, tickets are only $35. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. We're going to have the Minneapolis very own Sarah McPeck. She's a stand-up comedian. She's hilarious. She's also divorced. Hi. And she's going to customize her set just for you for this party. We're going to have yummy food. We're going to have a custom cocktail. We're going to play some more adultish games. We're going to have lots of laughs. And you're going to be in your pajamas the whole time. When do you get to do that in your adult life out, you know, out in the world? Never. So join in the fun. You are invited. It's going to be a divorced party like none other. You can get your ticket at divorcedandhappy.net. I'll have the link in the show notes. Bring a friend. We're going to have so much fun. Well, I hope this sweet Sadie's Divorced season one episode, something old, something new, sparks some delicious ideas for you on what you want to keep from 2023 and what you want to bring in to 2024. And I will catch you next week for another winter replay. Excited, but also nervous about diving back into the dating pool? Try my new dating flavor profile quiz, Vanilla Strawberry Sprinkles. It's a flavorful way to get to know your date. The quiz is made up of three categories of questions. Vanilla covers compatibility basics. Strawberry is more about emotional connection. And Sprinkles is for intimate and spicy conversation. This cheeky fun quiz is coming your way soon. Learn more at divorcedandhappy.net. Hi, Jelani. Welcome. How are you doing, Sadie? I'm good. Jelani is an aspiring musician from Chicago who loves big ideas and stories. And we're so happy to have him here today to tell his story about where he is at with his fresh start and his something old, something new in his life. Tell us where you're at with your fresh start. You're pretty early into things, aren't you? Yes, yes. Um, Me and my ex-wife started the divorce process in January of uh, 2020. So it's been about a year of me being out of the house and we're still finishing up the legal part of the process, but it's been a year for me to kind of learn how to, you know, be on my own, how to, how to live in my own space. Uh, I got married very young, so I have never had the luxury of having my own like home. Ooh, (laughs) I bet you're Uh, loving that. You know what? I'll tell you the absolute truth. The the first day I moved into my new place, I thought I would feel horrible. Like my my wife's not here, my kids aren't here. It was going to be the first real moment. It felt like the, the the things are ending, you know? Sure. And I slept like a baby. Like I was completely content and happy, and that's when I knew it was the right decision and we were moving in the right direction. And your fresh start, tell us a little bit about where you're at with what you're learning about yourself. That's something new that you're bringing into your new life. 
Uh, probably the biggest thing I've learned is that I think I put off living my life with the excuse of providing and taking care of others. So whatever my ex-wife needed, whatever my kids needed from me, that was my first and only priority. And I really didn't think about what I wanted out of life, what I wanted to accomplish, um, what I needed to sustain myself to keep myself happy and, and going, you know? Um, and so my fresh start, I'm really learning that I need to prioritize my happiness. Uh, and that, and it and scared me at first to talk like that because it sounded shallow. Um, but what I'm really learning is kind of, um, um, it's kind of like when you get on an airplane and they tell you to put the mask on yourself first before right. putting on the child. You have to, you know, you can't help your kid if you're passed out. <laughs> um, and I'm learning that. Right. I'm learning that, you know, by, I got to take care of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. If, if I'm doing great, then everybody else can be doing great. It, I had a space now to do that. Right. It was interesting when I was doing my fresh start interviews for the pilot episode of the podcast, that was such a theme for people is really doing their self care, focusing on self, renewing self. And it was so fun to listen to all those stories. So inspiring. So I'm excited for you. Fresh starts are the best. So exciting. Thank you. Yes. So something old, something new around relationships. Now, recognizing that you are still very early into your fresh start process and that relationships maybe aren't something you're deep diving into. But what would you say would be something old that you want to bring with you when it comes to relationships in the future? Well, I definitely thought about this a lot uh, because I think at the moment when I realized we were getting divorced and it was something I couldn't avoid or control, you know, I had to just kind of accept it and go through the experience. I, you know, at first I had like low self-esteem, like who's going to want me now? Like I'm almost 40. I have two kids. I'm going to be a single dad. Who's going to want to date somebody like that. I think I kind of maybe rushed early into dating in a way that was probably inappropriate. <laughs> um, but well, now that I've had a little bit. You had to feel it out. That's right. That's we right. We all have to I do that. It's that. okay. It's a fresh start. We're curious. You're curious. Exactly. Um, I'm going to guess you were surprised how many ladies would be happy to spend time with you. Yes. Yes. Okay. That that was. uh, Oh, did I know that answer? That was definitely the case. It was. It was. It's not about me. I probably just a lot of people looking for love and. Oh, but you can give yourself a little bit of credit. I'll get a little bit. Sure, you know. Uh, So I think what I'm taking with me from the from my past self and my married self is just. I'm still open to love and I like being in love, you know, like it wasn't all bad and definitely the way it started was really beautiful. And I want to carry that in my heart and be a person who nurtures that, you know, um, I was reading this book about masculine male archetypes, you know, the King, the warrior, the magician, and the lover. And I, I definitely am a person who's attached to the lover idea, you know, or the lover archetype. So I'm going to keep that. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jaded by my experience, you know? Uh, and I think to that point, I'm also still very much open to selling down again. Um, something that I thought about was like, would I ever do this? And at first I think there was a lot of trepidation, like, no, I would never do that again. And now it's much more like, I don't know. I won't say never, never, but I think I know how to get there in a better way now with everything I've learned from my first marriage. Can you talk more about that? How getting to where spell that out a little bit? Well, yeah, I think like, um, like, I think I'm not sure at this moment, if I know exactly that, like, what what kind of relationship I would think would be best for me. Um, but the idea of loving a person and being close to a person and having that kind of intimacy and vulnerability that you have in a, an institution like marriage, I think I'd definitely be open to that again at some point in life. Um, but I think to get to that place, I've learned a lot from my experience about boundaries and what real intimacy is versus what we kind of think intimacy is when we're 
sharing a lot, but not really the, the hard stuff. <laughs> you know, we're keeping things hidden behind the, the veil. Right. Um, and, and also this idea of like, um, you know, love, marriage, relationships are just kind of a commodity. It's a thing that people want, we desire it, we want to possess it, you know, and that's not really the energy of love or what I think a real relationship will, a, a relationship that will last, will have, right? It can't be possessive. It's the, it's the distinction of choosing to be with somebody because you value them versus being with somebody because you feel obligated, you know? Um, and so I really want to nurture that. And I think the way I'm kind of approaching that and how I pursue relationships now in, in dating is more so just not dating with any kind of force or a direction for the relationship or where we're going as much as it is being open to the experience, uh, being really present in the interactions and, you know, giving quality time to quality interactions and letting them grow how they grow. You know, if it grows to something else, I'll be open to that. If it doesn't, that's okay. Um, I think that's a little bit more balanced way for me to approach it. Whereas how I got married was being a 20 something year old man who was just like, I want to have a wife. I want to have a family. Cause I don't really, I didn't come from that. Right, you had all those objectives. Child. You had all these outcomes you were focused on in your twenties. Right. Right. It was a commodity. It's a commodity, right? It's something to What's have. What's that next right? thing? It's, party. it's the next thing. Yeah, exactly. I think you're yeah. in the Midwest, uh, especially, I think we're very conditioned to be that way. Would you agree? Especially. Yes. 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 <laughs> but actually, you know, to that point, like, what about you? Like you're, uh, you're further along in your journey. Um, can you see yourself settling down again? Or what are you looking for in a new relationship? I learned when I started dating again, that, that I had a lot, I had a lot of room to practice and grow and, and find my way. And so for me, something old, I, I, I realized I needed a major refresh. Like I was not happy with how I was. I was not happy with, obviously when you get divorced, it's because you're not happy with how you are. You're the, the, the other party is participating in the relationship. So for me, there really wasn't anything old that I wanted to bring in, you know, minus, oh, wow. <laughs> minus, minus the fact that, yeah, sure. I would like a loving relationship, but that wasn't even like, that's such a, in the distance, like long-term relationship is such a, in the distance thing for me. So for me, really there's something new. Cause I've been dating now for two years and it was just mm-hmm. really, uh, you know, practicing a new way. So for me, something that is new for me is how I communicate. I am very direct now with how I communicate. I'm very transparent with men. I'm very upfront with what I'm looking for. I also like on a first date, I'm pretty quick to deep dive. Like I'm not one to small talk is not a way that I really, it's not something I resonate with. I just deep dive. Mm -hmm. If a guy can go there with me, great. And if he can't, it's probably not going to be a match. And the stakes are so Mm -hmm. low that I, you know, I, I don't have to play it so safe. I think when I was younger, I played it so safe because I wanted this outcome. And so I wasn't my full self. I wasn't really my organic self because I I played it safe so that I could, I could, you know, I didn't want to scare some away, someone away by being too direct. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You're trying to control the outcome. Yes. Where now I'm like, whatevs, like, stakes are low. So I'm just going to be me. Yeah. And if they like me, great. And if they don't, oh, well, you know, kind of that Ariana Grande, thank you next type of concept uh, where appreciate the the conversation and I'm not really looking for a specific outcome. So I can roll with whatever. If, If someone wants to continue connecting with me, fantastic. If not, no problem. Because I think I learned also that I mean, there's just the, the, the world is big and 
I, I'm not so concerned with a certain outcome, so I can just enjoy getting to know people from different places. I've had a lot of fun with that, which is something I never did before. And I think also for me, also, I don't know if you can resonate with this, Jelani, is I focus a lot more mm-hmm. now on how I feel when I'm interacting with someone versus like being in my head too much and analyzing this move and that move and say this and do this and don't do that. I'm just more in the moment. How does it feel? Does it feel good? Does it not feel good? If it feels good, I'm probably going to, you know, keep interacting with this person. If it doesn't, I'll address it. And if it doesn't change, I'll probably just excuse myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, again, I'm not looking for a certain outcome. So I'm not so in my head around relationships. Does that, does that, do you resonate with that at all or? No, it it does. It does. Like, um, I'm maybe not so much worried. I'm not so much invested in how I feel, but I think I'm just much more comfortable and, uh, living in my own skin and being myself. And yes, if it's going well and they want to keep seeing me, I, I'm open to keep seeing them. And if it's not going well and they say, I don't want to see you anymore, that's fine. <laughs> you know, right. That's and fine. then you also, you also have that ease to say that too, where you have that ease to yes, say, right, you know, right. this isn't a fit, but I appreciate meeting you or I'd love to stay connected in this way if you're Wait. open to that. Well, you see, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a curious, a curious type, you yes, know, and I, am as well. I find, I find human beings deeply interesting. Uh, ditto, so, ditto, ditto. <laughs> so for me, it's kind of like if we are, if, if the only way I think I would probably not talk to somebody is if they had nothing to say and they had no story and they were just kind of like there. And that's so rare. Like most people are excited to be on a first date. Most people are excited to be interacting with somebody who appears to be interested in them. Sure. Uh, and so I usually enjoy that energy and kind of ride it a bit. You know, I do focusing on the feeling. This is what I mean by that. You know, mm-hmm. when you leave a conversation, you feel uplifted or you feel invigorated or you feel heard or you feel known to me. Those are, mm-hmm. I value that. So when I have a relationship with friends, like girlfriends or, you know, men who aren't, you know, um, romantic interests, like that's a type mm. of exchange. I want to have like a reciprocal give and take exchange. And so mm. I'm very mindful of that now when I'm dating, like, is this, re- is this a reciprocal experience? Is this person also asking me questions or engaging in a way with me where they are showing they want to really know me, you know, that's going to feel good. You know, whereas if I'm mm-hmm. just asking all the questions and they're just talking and there's no reciprocation, that's not going to feel so good. And mm-hmm. I might really mm-hmm. reconsider if I want to per- keep, you know, interacting with that person again. Mm-hmm. So reciprocation is definitely a new, a new focus of mine in, re- in relationship and consistency. Consistency is big. Like if someone not only says something, but then they follow through, you know, paying attention to those types of things. Definitely mm-hmm. my, my new relationship world. A lot of practice. I am. I've made a lot of amateur moves. I don't know about you. <laughs> Maybe no, dating's just been like you know perfect ten. Here we go. But I have definitely. No, no. <laughs> I've learned some things, and I've had some humbling experiences, and I've had some very playful, fun experiences. But I um, definitely, you know, repetition. Like to learn a new skill, you have to keep doing it. Right. You have to repeat yeah. it over and over and over again. Getting divorced, I've received more advice from men in my life than I ever received before that period. And I'm like, why? Where was all of this when I was young? <laughs> like, where was all oh, of this on when relationships? I could have implemented it? On a, yeah, on relationships, on life. But uh, like um, uh, a friend of mine was like, you know, 
you know, for men, when it comes to relationships, there's two, you know, we're expected to know how to make the relationship work and we're expected to be good in bed. And those are things we're supposed to know. But the only way to, to know those things is to get experience. Right. But getting experience can also be viewed as a negative. <laughs> like, like if you're too good with women, if you're too dating, if you're having too much uh, sex, then you're viewed a certain way, even though in your heart, you still may be like a dude who's a stand-up kind of guy, I guess. And I was like, you know, it's a good point. It's a good point, right? Like, how do I get good at this? Um, and that, that advice came after, you know, destroying some young lady's uh, text message uh, box, inbox, because I, I didn't know how to handle the interaction. And oh. I just kind of kept texting and texting. It's, it was kind of like the scene in Swingers when uh, John Favreau um, was calling the girl he met at the bar and he leaves like 85 voicemails. And then he oh, I remember that scene. Oh, it's so painful. Oh, like, yeah. talk away, put the phone down. I mean, we've all, yeah. we have all, maybe not 85 voicemails, right? But I mean, we've all, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. But the the writer had to make a point. But, but we've all been that person where you love maybe one too many texts before the other person responded to, you know? So yeah, Yeah. there is a, you know, act two does create a lot of humbling, um, amateur (laughs) moments, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay because you have to have those moments to learn a new way. And so we're all interested in, you know, if you get divorced, you want to learn a new way, right? Like you're not looking to repeat mm-hmm. the old way team, you know, we're all here to, mm-hmm. to, to not only learn a new way for our own individual lives, but in relationship with others, friends, family, but also with romantic partners. It takes practice. I say, go for it. Practice your heart out. That's been the plan. That's, That's been, been the, the plan. plan. Nice. Yeah. After, after a lot of embarrassment, it was kind of comical. And then you kind of like, you get humble and realize, you know, like the world I dated last in the early 2000s. And so the world changed a lot in the time I was married. Right. Uh, and so, you know, just got to sit back and learn and bang your head against it a little bit. And then, uh, and then also kind of figure out why, like, why am I doing this? And that was a big piece about self-esteem and realizing the early exchanges were horrible because it was more so like, I didn't know how to be alone and I was afraid of being alone. Right. And then taking some time to be alone and then, dating more in a conversational way and a non-sexual way for a period of time allowed me to just kind of get comfortable with women again. Like I was kind of treating women like every woman I treated like my sister in some way, because I was so used to being married. Like it took a while to learn how to like flirt and have chemistry again. That took some time. Um, then when I kind of figured that out, I realized, okay, now I can be selective. Now I can spend time with women who I understand what I'm bringing to the table, what they're bringing to the table, and I choose to be there. And that's been really enjoyable. I've been enjoying that. The something new around relationships feels good. Now, what is the something old around parenting or family that you can share that you are wanting to bring into this new life of yours? Yeah. So I think this is where I spend a lot of my time um, processing and preparing uh, because I love my kids and I love my family. Like I was like, for people who said I got divorced, they were all shocked because sure. in the world, when I walked around, I was that guy who was like, my wife, and my kids are my life. You know, I define literally my for a lot of men, by- their family is, I mean, for a lot of women too, but for men, especially that's like your identity, your family, yeah. because men don't necessarily have the same friendship groups like women do. So your family really is your emotional support. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think the other side of that from a man's side of it is also just like, uh, it's a good place to ditch your life if you don't know what your purpose is, right? And so if you, 
if you're a man who has really driven and knew what you wanted out of life, you're, you're chasing that. And then the family and kids kind of come while you're doing what, just, what your purpose is. But if you haven't found that yet, especially me getting married so young, I hadn't found that. You could feel like you have purpose if you are taking care of a wife and a child. Sure. right? You could feel very purposeful, even though it may not be what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, or not the only thing that you're supposed to be focusing so much energy into. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I think for me, when I was thinking about what to keep or what's old for my family that I wanted, I just dialed was really committed to keeping my relationship with my kids. Like before the divorce had happened, I quit my job, became an entrepreneur, all because I wanted to have a more balanced life. And I recognized that I was killing myself, you know, massively overweight in a career I hated, um, chasing money to, pop, to buy the kids stuff that like I didn't even get to enjoy with them you know, cause I couldn't make it to the vacation or I couldn't be around to play. You know, I was leaving the house while they were asleep and coming home and they were getting ready for bed. Um, and so the last, before the divorce happened, I had spent a lot of time kind of balancing to get to know them and I had developed these great relationships and I did not want to lose that. And so the biggest thing I'm keeping is keeping my relationship with my kids in uh, a couple of ways I'm doing that. Uh, me and my ex are sharing custody. So I get them half the week, uh, which is awesome. Um, when COVID's over, hopefully we'll get to a schedule where it's more like weekend, week, week on, week off. Uh, but right now we're literally splitting the week because everybody needs a little bit more assistance with COVID. Right. Um, you need that space just to recharge the battery. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because everybody's working from home and everybody's around each other. Exactly. All day. Yes. Distance learning. Um, yes. <laughs> I relate, then, uh, Jelani. I relate. Over your that's me. I get it. I, maybe, you're, maybe no, maybe you're similar because, uh, like, I come off very extroverted, and people think, "Oh, he's really engaging and high energy." But like, I'm really an introvert. Like, I, I get my batteries recharged when I spend time by myself. I relate. Uh, and COVID, and people would say the same about me too. I have an extrovert persona. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See. See. Uh, and the other thing I'm keeping then is also like one thing that was, um, some advice I got from a, a divorced man, uh, quite a few years older than me was, you know, your kids didn't lose their family and no matter what you should make time, especially the first year or so to keep some family traditions and spend time as a family, you know, like it's going to be a lot for you. you, you of course, you're probably going to be like, you know, walk away. You don't want to talk to her anymore, but no, invite her to your house, have them over for lunch, watch a movie, do the stuff you used to do with the family. You don't got to talk about your stuff with, when that's happening. Like everything's a family conversation and the kids will do better and you'll find that you'll do better because things will be a little bit normal. And so that's something that we kept too. Um, once a week on Sundays, we would go to church, you know, go off to a restaurant for brunch, you know, before COVID got really bad in Chicago. But even now, they come over to my house, I make pancakes, you know, we watch, we watch the Mandalorian or we make a, we do a puzzle or we work on a board game. But it's about four or five hours a week where they get to have both their parents and it feels good and it feels normal. And, um, I think the, after a few months of us doing that, my son, who's nine now, was just so funny. He was just like, you know, I know it sucks that you guys get divorced or whatnot, but I really like how you guys are still making it feel like one big family. And that meant a wonderful. lot to me. That, oh, that's wonderful. That meant a lot to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we keep that. We keep that. What's this something... That's making for dating, though. <laughs> yes. What's this something People. new you're wanting to bring into your oh. parenting and family? So one, one tension that my ex-wife and I had was around parenting. Uh, we had very different philosophies of, or, or maybe even different goals, you know, 
and so now I get to really create a culture in my home that I always wanted to nurture. And I take a lot of pride in that. And I spend quite a bit of energy shaping it. Uh, it's a little different or kind of cultural. I could probably be way wrong with how I'm raising my children or, or nurturing them by a better word. Um, but I kind of wanted the parent in a way where I'm detached from the outcome. Like I'm not trying to live the life I think to live through my kids. And I'm not trying to make them feel as though if they don't end out a certain way, they did me wrong or that I'm not going to be pleased with them. Um, like, I think some people feel like if their kid doesn't become a success. They failed as a parent. And I don't feel that way. Like they're individual human beings. They're sovereign. Uh, I'm older than them by, you know, 25 years. I'm not, you know, <laughs> you know, like I, it's not like I've been in the world much longer than they have. Um, and so I try to nurture a space in my home where they're free to be themselves and go the way they want to know that I love them no matter where they go and how they do it and what mistakes they make. Like, I don't expect them to avoid all the, all the horrors of high school years, you know, like I want them to feel comfortable enough to come talk to me about it because I know there's no judgment and they know that, uh, I love them. I got their back, you know? And I think that was, that felt awkward for my ex, uh, because you felt like there should be more rules or rigidity or structure to things. Okay. And, um, so you have that space like, now to create that culture and she can maintain the one that feels comfortable to her and your kids have a balance somehow with all, within all of that. It sounds like. Yes. Yes. I mean, like I do a lot of coaching with the kids because they have to recognize that how they are at daddy's house is not how they are at mommy's house. Oh, and they're getting sure, used to that. Sure. 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 Uh, so the first, at first she wanted me to do what she was doing and it was like, nah, <laughs> Like I'm free now. Right. This is my home and this is how I want to do it. And it's you part know? of your fresh start experience, that parenting, that new way to yeah. parent. You know, it's yeah. interesting. You talk about how you and your ex had different points of view around parenting. Actually, my ex and I, that was our strongest link is our parenting. And so what was, yeah. what was the you know, best outcome, I guess you could say out of our divorce mm -hmm. is that we were both in agreement completely on how we wanted to be with our children. That was mm -hmm. never an issue. So it was a huge relief actually, because there, there are a lot of other areas that we didn't agree on. And so to have the children be the point where we agreed actually brought a lot of healing because we too, like your family continued to do mm -hmm. family activities. We had family meetings every Sunday for about a year where we'd go to one house or the other and we'd have a good family meeting. And it was just great for our kids again, to see that, Oh, we get along in this space. We're happy in this space. We refer to the family in this space. And so it maintains some of that normalcy for our kids. And you know, it's also for me, it was healing because I could have moments of levity around my ex, around the kids. We could talk about, upcoming birthday parties or school functions. We'd go to parenting conferences together and we were very much on the same team around right, our children. Yeah. And, and so for me, that was just really healing because I needed, like I'm sure he needed to like me again and to like him again. You know, divorce is just really intense and it's not like this, like, let's hug it out. You know, I mean, I wish it were, but it's not, at least for us, it wasn't like, we're going to hug it out here, but at least around the family that maintained some normalcy and it, it was very healing. And so I'm very grateful for that. You know, we were able to have Christmas morning together. We were able to, mm -hmm. you know, continue to do outings to the zoo or to the park or what have Birthday. you. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, the kid party and that type of thing. And so it was never, okay, now you're going to this house. Another thing that our family decided is that we weren't going to say mom and dad's house. We say, you know, we're going to 
um, the address of this house and the ad, well, we call my place the flat. So I know I like to pretend I'm in Europe or something like that, uh, even though yeah, clearly yeah. far away, you know, just <laughs> and that the kids had two houses. So we actually, that was from, I really our, like this. Yeah. Like from this our, our, I'm a, I'm a silver. okay. Yeah. From our, um, we had some family therapy sessions and in those sessions, mm. the therapist suggested that we refer to two houses. Our family now has two houses it's this house and it's this house. And so our kids will say, Oh, I'm going to the flat, you know, where I'm going here. And so it, again, it's for, for me, I like that for them because they do have two houses, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just my house, it's our house. And when they're at their other mm-hmm. house, it's not just their dad's house. It's their, you know, it's their house. So that's been also just great language. And it just feels more like, again, we're a family system. And we do talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the family that we're always going to be a family. We're always going to love each other. And we just had a Christmas morning. That was probably the best Christmas morning we've had since our divorce. We played games. We had a brunch. um, We laughed. I mean, Mm -hmm. my ex and I just talked about, you know, politics and different topics we enjoy just like normal, like we would, if we would been married and it just, it was very Mm -hmm. healing for me, you know, after Mm -hmm. three Christmases since our divorce. And so I'm just grateful for that. I'm grateful that, that is the the old that I can maintain with my kids, you know, that we have that family system still functioning in a way that feels good to them. Now the new, yeah, the new for me would be similar again to what you said is that the parenting style isn't different, but just, you know, kind of those traditions, like what are some new traditions that we're going to, the three of us get to do together. We can take a trip Mm -hmm. here and I don't need anyone's permission. We can go for, um, you know, weekend up to the cabin and I don't need to coordinate with anybody else. I love the freedom of that. I love the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that way too? There's that freedom to create all these new memories and new traditions just within the the, family system of your three, you and your kids. Yes. Yes. I think that speaks to definitely when I talk about the idea of creating my own culture in my own home. Right. Right. That's definitely a part of it. Like what we watch, the movies you get to watch, the the games we play. Yeah. The conversations we have. Yeah. Like, like I'll do stuff like we'll go in the car and like, Hey, it's eight o'clock at night. Everybody's on screens all day. Let's get in the car and we're going to go listen to Hamilton and just drive an hour and a half up to the north side and back. <laughs> that would, that That's would what it a, takes a, from one side of Chicago argument. to the next, an hour and a half. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, like we went up to like the North Shore, like almost past Evanston. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, okay. Just, just keep, you know, just, just go to be out of the house for a little bit. And like right. on a school night, that would have been a fight. And now it's like, oh, no, that's something fun. And like, I'm all, I'm real big about creating memories. Like, I'm trying to be very intentional about doing things that they will talk about and remember when they're older. Yeah. Yes. And I get more, I get more freedom to do that now. Freedom is definitely the word I would use. Yes. And it, you know, I, I think a lot about freedom for my own life, but I, I forget sometimes how much freedom I have now as a parent to create, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the type of energy I want in the house and how do we express ourselves and how do we talk to each other and, how do we handle mm-hmm. conflict? I mean, just all of those layers mm-hmm. that you don't even, while you're going through the divorce process, you don't like, gee, well, now I get all this freedom in my parent. You know, you don't even think about any of that. And two years in, I'm like, wow, I just, I love that. I love that I can walk into my house with my kids and feel a certain way because I've created that for us. I can walk into my house yeah. and know that this is how the night's going to go. And there's not going to be a big surprise per se. You know, I, I love, right. right. I love that 
certainty to a degree because there's not a lot of certainty in our lives these days. Jelani, did you know, did you know that? I don't know if you knew that. Or not. <laughs> I don't know if 2020 taught you that or not, but, um, Oh my goodness. In all ways and all ways and all aspects of life. Can I, can I ask you a question? Please. So, you know, I got to this way of being with my kids in the family structure through some you know stage advice from an older man in my life. Um, but you know, I haven't met a lot of divorced people who talked about this and you, you, you know, you live a very similar life. How did, how did you get there? Like, how did you pick this path? Cause so many people are just, you know, burn the bridge. And when they're with me, it's my time. And when they're with you, it's your time. And there's just nothing in between, you know, like I drop them off at your house on Monday, you pick them up at my house on Sunday. Like, how did you, how did you get here? How did you find your solution? Well, I think my ex and I had lived enough life because we, we didn't get married in our twenties. We got married mm-hmm. in our 30s. And I think we lived enough life to know from other people's experiences and stories we heard that how we didn't want to be. And so we decided, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to be this way instead. We're going to we're gonna still be a united force this way for the sake of our children and the sake of the family that we want them to have. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, you put your individual spin on your own in your own home, which again, we've talked about that. It's just, it's wonderful. And I'm excited for Mm -hmm. people who are listening that, you know, maybe they're early into their uh, fresh start like you are, and they have that ahead of them or for others who've been divorced for years and they've been learning throughout, like, Oh, I want to do it this way, or let's shift gears and be more this way. You know, hopefully people, you know, the more they're into their life, after divorce, they've done some internal work and are feeling, you know, happier internally. I think once you're happy internally, things look very different in your life in general. So once you're able to be in a better place for yourself, you can parent differently. You can connect with your ex differently. You're just a better, happier person. Yeah. Yeah. So, most certainly, most yeah. Certainly. And I think, you know, I've definitely done my own internal work and a lot of self-care. I think for me, really focusing on creating space. You talked about that too, how you, when you were married, you were very focused on family and you didn't really do a lot for yourself and you paid a price for that. And you're, you know, maybe your family marriage paid a price for that too. I can't speak for you, but I know that I personally have learned that if I, like you said, if I'm not putting the oxygen mask on my mouth, on my face first, that's not good. I need to to do what I need to do to be happy, healthy, and, and, you know, excited about my life in order for me to be a good parent, happy parent. So it's mm-hmm. layered Jelani, such layers, so many layers, but good layers, good layers. Yeah. All for us, right? These are the experiences that shape us. So I try to be open to them and I try to be, um, I try to just accept things and move through them and, you know, not evaluate whether they're good or bad, but just accept them and move forward. And, um, Oh, man, I just really, I think you're, I, I really agree with you about that, that piece around feeling whole. And like, once you get to a place where you've healed internally, everything else can be dealt with a lot differently. And I think that um, my journey has really showed me that in so many ways. And I think just beyond self-care for me is just more so just like I was putting off living the life I wanted to live because I I, I blamed everybody. Like sure. I have to make this much money to have the family. The kids need this, the kids need that. And I always had an excuse for why I couldn't travel somewhere or why I couldn't make it to the bar to meet my friends for a drink or why I couldn't finally work on the, the script I wanted to write or the music I wanted to make. Like I, I had so many excuses and um, 
the divorce really kind of put the onus on me to say, no, this is my life and I can make it what I want to be. And I need to be active about that and engaged and not just sitting on the sidelines. And that included how I parented, included how I interacted with my ex because like I wanted to have a certain kind of relationship with her. Like uh, normally, if I'm being honest, like <laughs> before getting married, I was the kind of person that if we broke up with a girlfriend, you know, I never saw them again. I want to talk to them again. So I was very like, that's over. All you know? or nothing. It, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, when this idea of divorce came, I was like, well, how do you do that now? Cause I can't just like cut her off. And then like some people in my life are like, yeah, you totally can. But I'm like, but that's not healthy. That's not going to be good for the kids. For us to have and not good for you ultimately either. And, and not good for me. That's right. Cause at the, at the time she still was a very important person to me. Uh, she's known me so well for so long. We do have a, it's not all bad, right? Like the last few years were horrible and that's why we ended up where we ended up, but like, it wasn't all bad. And I think, um, living the life that I want to live made it possible for me to interact with her in a positive way. Um, and, and, and probably in a way that's better for both of us. Cause now we both know about how, how to have healthy boundaries. Jelani, what is your dream for your family now? You've learned so uh, much already the, early into all this. And what do you, what are you dreaming about when it comes to your family? I think for my kids, I just want them to like grow up and be fearless and bold and really believe and pursue their dreams. You know, I don't want them to be the kind of people who feel like they have to wait um, to do the things they want to do in life. Right. Like if you want to open an art gallery, open the art gallery. If you want to play professional soccer, go train in Europe and try, right. Like really live your life. Don't be afraid. Um, and that's, that's really important to me because I was not that way growing up. I was much more, I was much more raised to be make it in America, go to college, get a job get a house and be grateful that you're safe and secure. And I want more than that for them. I want them to be truly liberated individuals. Um, and then in terms of my ex, I just hope that, you know, we can be the kind of people when I turn 75, she can come to my birthday party and it'd be okay. And everybody's peaceful and happy. And You'll get there. I think we can get there. Absolutely. Yeah. You not there today. <laughs> you're early in. It's early in though. You'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. Keep practicing. <laughs> Keep practicing. That's good. My dream for my family, I think, is, you know, to have an environment that feels safe and that is joyful. One thing that I ask my kids a lot that I, is important to me and what I've had to learn in my adult life is what do you love about yourself? And to be able to have them articulate that with ease that they're getting there. But it's, you know, we're so focused, I think, on others and making others happy mm -hmm. and taking care of others. And I want them to be in a home where you know, there is space for you to take care of yourself and do what you need to do and love yourself. And also just, you know, have that unconditional freedom where we can mm -hmm. be real people, real people live in our yeah. house. We're not perfect people. We're real people, yeah. real people live here. And I know I, I was raised by a perfectionist. And so I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm a recovering good girl mm -hmm. slash perfectionist. So, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's just, I don't want that for my kids. You know, my daughter will catch herself saying, I'm sorry. And, and she's like, mom, I'm saying, I'm sorry again. I'm like, I know it. Darn it. We New Western women were so good at saying, I'm sorry all the time. It's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. So just, again, just to be that space, like we're real people, real people live here. You know, we have unconditional love for each other. We're going to have great days. We're going to have hard days, but we always love each other. It's a safe place. Share how you feel, be who you are, love yourself. That's, that's where I'm going with my family. That's beautiful. It feels good. It feels, it, it feels 
like me. It feels true to me. And I want to be that type of parent and be true to myself as a parent and in every way, but especially as a parent. Jelani, it's been so fantastic to connect with you and learn about the something old and something new that you're creating around your relationships, obviously within parenting and with family. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. No, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for creating this platform. I, I, I had a lot of fear about divorce when, I, when it was kind of thrust upon me and that something like this would have helped in that process. And so I'm excited for you and your listeners. We'd love to hear from our listeners as well. What would you say your something old and something new are around these areas of your life after your divorce? Please leave your comments below or on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on both sites at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Please also visit us at divorcedandhappy.net. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, wishing you so much inspiration and joy this new year as you explore your something old and something new. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Till then, you take good care.